Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan, who's in Dallas, Texas. This is our weekly recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. And Julie, in this particular episode, it was all about avoiding World War III, wasn't it? Uh, Attentions were very high, Leanne. Um, Things were, it was very, very delicate. There were multiple uh, moving parts. Um, At any time, we could have been tipped into a big war. Yes. If you are new to Satellite Sisters, you can find out more about us at SatelliteSisters.com. We do a twice-weekly podcast in addition to this recap. We've been on the air for 15 years. We have a new book out called You're the Best, A Celebration of Friendship. But we love doing these TV recaps because we love TV. And (laughs) Julie, at the book signing in Brooklyn, someone came up to me and said, we started listening to your show when you started doing Downton Gabby. So that was really fun. So see new people coming to us through our TV recaps. But for this particular episode, I think it's important for you to know a couple of things. Julie lived in Russia for many years uh, as an expat there. And she is our connection to all things Russian and Eastern European. And uh, I have written actually for TV. So those those two things factor into our qualifications uh, for doing this Madam Secretary recap. Um, Besides the fact that we just, we covet Taya Leone's hair. That I think is really why we're doing this, isn't it, Jill? She had a good hair show, didn't she? She did. It was excellent hair throughout. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here are the storylines we're working with on this week's show. And it was, it was called The Long Shot. It was just a big buildup to what is clearly going to be an explosive sweeps week World War Three storyline. I think it's very clever of the writers to use Russia as the evil empire because they have sort of presented themselves as that <laughs> yes, recently, haven't yes, they? Have. <laughs> Our friend Vladimir Putin is doing a good job of like he has reemerged as the evil empire. Yes, Liam. That's okay. true. All right. So uh, here are the storylines for this show. We're going to break it down. On the home front, okay, uh, this, you know, every week there's sort of a story about what's happening at home with one of the kids or with the role of Madam Secretary as a mother or the marriage or Henry. So on the home front, this time we hear from middle daughter Allison, and she's feeling really underappreciated, like she can't get her mother's attention. She has recently signed up for the school newspaper where she's going to write a column on fashion and she wants to get some backup from her mother she wants madam secretary to take her to the mall on saturday she wants to discuss uh high high low makeup options and uh so this storyline plays out throughout the whole show where we see basically madam secretary ignoring her middle daughter at the family breakfast table because because there is a crisis that could lead to World War III, and maybe she doesn't have time to go to the mall this so weekend. Makeup, yes, but, uh, but somebody is doing a Taya Leone's makeup because it looks really good. I think she's going with the high, not the low makeup. But yeah, I like this that they're trying to present the family as you know that they're having their own crises at home. That you know, you know, it's really hard to be 
secretary of state and be a mother of three, you know, three teenagers. Or, uh, so that uh, that was really an episode. We still don't know who's doing the dishes in the kitchen every day. We don't. They just seem to all leave for work and school. And there's a big pile of dishes and pots and pans. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. But we do know that she is trying to have some work-life balance. But let's face it. Of all the jobs you got to pick in the world, there's probably about five or six where you really, really can't achieve work-life balance. And I would think Secretary of State is one of them, right? I just think the travel component associated with that, you know, the fact that you're working with multiple uh, crises. Yeah. I mean, you can't have it all in. So, uh, so Alison. Anne Marie Slaughter, uh, she wrote a whole book on that. She was in the State Department. Right. And and, and she said you can't do it. And, uh, but Teo Leone is trying to do it. She's trying. She was trying to pretend to care about her daughter's fashion column for the school newspaper, but while everything else was falling down around her. And I thought there was a very touching scene at the end when she's talking about crisis management, that that, you know, she used to have this life and now it's just become lurching from one crisis to another to another. It's both on a worldwide level and at her her family level. I thought that was a very realistic scene. I like that too, Leanne. And I I did like that you know, that her daughter called her on the fact that her mother wasn't paying attention to her and, and Bess felt really terrible about it. I mean, she really could see the anguish on her face, you know, that, that she had kind of blown this situation with her middle daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also very typical. I think the middle daughter is supposed to be like in what is she in high school? It's hard for yes. me to figure out. Sometimes. She's in high school. Okay. She's got a, sort of the snappy little um, blazer uniform. Yeah, that she yeah. Wears that she's day. clearly yeah. tailored. Yeah, because apparently yeah. now she's into fashion. That was the only thing I objected to. Like, <laughs> I wish that, come... that she could pick fashion. Yeah. As a... yeah, well, I think isn't that also because it's just like the opposite, opposite. of anything that her right. mother is interested in. Right. Right. Okay. I, I know. I know that was in particular, but I would have preferred like a sports column or something. But that's okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. High, low makeup. That's fine. But the daughter did sort of display some typical like teenage girl behavior. So there was a lot of that too. And then there was the one funny line when Bess says to Stevie, I thought you were the problem child. (laughs) That was very realistic after everything Stevie's been through. (laughs) All right. So that's on the home front. Now on the work front, I mean, it's just an exploding situation. We have a couple of things happening in this show. First of all, uh, we have Maria Ostroff, the Black Widow in Russia. Uh, She is making a huge power play to become the president of Russia. And it it appears her goal, once she is president of Russia, is to invade the Ukraine. In In the meantime, we have the Ukrainians coming to the United States looking for aid so they can protect their sovereignty. And then we have this hacker, this, you know, dark web hacker who was able to hack into air force one. He's been identified as dash. Okay. And now he's, he's, uh, has another credible threat out there. Something else is going to happen. Now, Julie, help me help explain all this to me. So do you think, okay, like, then we have Aust- then we have Gorev, who is who's in exile in London, right? right. And he he is he represents the only one that really he was a former former uh, foreign minister, and he's the only one that really represents any sort of credible opposition to the Black Widow in Moscow. Yeah. But he does. But all of his money is frozen, Leon, because they had to because all the rich oligarchs that used to live in uh, Moscow, they all live in London now and all of their funds are frozen. So he has no money to mount a big political campaign against uh, the Black Widow. So 
he call, he has one ace in the hole and he makes the call, right? And he calls, he calls our Elizabeth. Yes. It said, can you help me, you know, sort of release my funds? He has a hundred million dollars, Leanne. He's doing okay. Okay. He was a public servant with a hundred. I know. I did. I I did want to ask about that. I was like, where is that money from? They don't really go into that, but like, it's, what was that? It is that. That's he just, just, he just, just stole you know, it. the people in power, they've got yeah. the money. Okay. That's how it works in Russia. So he's got a hundred million dollars, but um, he has no way to get access to it. And that uh, Bess tries to, she appeals to the British ambassador. Maybe he can help, but, but they can't do that because that would open the floodgates to all the oligarchs. They would all want their money back. So, but Bess, you know, one one of the things, amazing things about her as Secretary of State is she always, she's a very creative problem solver, right? Yes, like, she is. She, there's always, I like the, the light bulb moment yeah. in every show. It's, a, it's literal. It's like, whoa, yeah. And she jumps out of her seat and the ties on her blouse go flying. Ooh, yeah. And she comes up with an answer, which is, uh, which they, which is the, the, the you know the exiled foreign minister who's living in London he had, he could he has a hundred million dollars in real estate Leon that he can sell to some fancy pants lord and he can cash in that was a pretty good idea it was a it was a great idea no I know she was just she she's on it and she's pitching it and she's back in with the president and even Ratface Craig has to agree that it's a pretty pretty good idea and she is really working it because again we are all trying to avoid World War Three. But we, yes. And then we have the Ukrainian storyline, and really, uh, Julie, uh, is that like it's it's vulnerable, right? They could be they could be invaded, couldn't they? Well, yes. they were. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, Putin did invade. Them. Yeah. Yes. So yes, they yeah. they are claiming that. But what I loved about this is that the president of Ukraine just shows up at the State Department yeah. unannounced, you know, like like just did a drive by, you know. You just who does that? Who does that? And and he wants to get into NATO, which is like that's harder than getting in that golf club where they play the Masters. What is the name of that? Augusta. 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 It's like it's harder than getting into Augusta. Okay, he wants to get into NATO. But what I love about the scenes with with uh, uh, with our our secretary is, I I was when I watch it, I was like, I really hope that our diplomats talk to their, you know, the foreign diplomats, the way Elizabeth talks to the president of the Ukraine or anyone else that she's dealing with. She deals with them in such a super knowledgeable, but super personal way. Yes. I just really like those scenes a lot. They're, they're, you know, they're just really compelling to me. I was like, I hope, I hope Secretary Kerry is having these kind of discussions <laughs> behind the scene. You know, it's true. Like I thought she, I thought Taylioni, this, she really shined in this episode because the scenes were not complicated, but you're right. She's com completely believable at every level. And you do hope that this is how it rolls. Yeah. Yeah. So the, we have these. And then in the meantime, it's clear that uh, Gorev, who uh, Bess is backing and the U.S. is backing with the real estate scam, uh, that he's he's in trouble. And uh, his they're threatening his daughter, who's in the United States. And it's clear that Gorev is in trouble and they need they need to throw everything they can at preventing World War Three. So, Julie, what is the answer? What do they throw? What's their secret weapon? It's television, Julie. It's television. I, it's I, the Simpsons strategy, Leanne. That's what it is. I, it's the Simpsons. 
I loved, I love this storyline. Like in the middle of the world going into chaos, money changing hands, company, countries being invaded, Air Force One going down. How can we fix this all? Television. Uh, Jay, who I wish he had more scenes because he's a good actor and I like his character and he's the most believable of the staff members to me. Uh, so Jay comes up with the idea that we have to fight propaganda with propaganda. We have to go into the Ukraine with a very popular American TV show that we Ukraineize, and somehow we can get our message out while fighting the Russian propaganda machine who stages all these hack game shows followed by fake news. So Jay calls in some TV producers and he's trying to convince them, no, please, really do the Simpsons in Ukrainian. Or, um, you know, it's like Phil Rosenthal when he did Everybody Loves Raymond in Russia. We talked to him on Satellite Sisters. It's sort of that storyline, but it's also kind of Argo, like I thought it was going to go kind of an Argo way. Yes, where, yes. So, so it still could. Don't count the TV executives out, even though they denied him. And Jay makes this impassioned plea, like, we have no money. We can't pay the actors residuals, but we need you to contribute. And you have the opportunity to make a real difference. And the studio execs, they literally laughed in his face. I know. I know. That was... So those are Liz's people. They are not patriotic. He appealed to them like this yeah. is their chance to step up to be the patriot. This is your moment. You know he he you know he get that was like the best the best speech so far this season. And uh, no, no no way he, did, no he way. didn't get it. But they may be back. I, I I don't know. I saw just a glimmer of hope. They may be back. There may be an Argo storyline. So keep keep your eye on that. So in the middle of World War Three, what we really need is television. And ain't that the truth? Okay. And then Julie, the Henry storyline with young Dimitri the spy. I find this a very compelling storyline. I, I do because I think in a very small way it shows we have this idea that we are the only ones that love our country. But mm -hmm. that is not true. No, you know? Dimitri loves his country, yes. he loves Russia, he wants Russia to do the right thing, and he's tortured by the fact that he's now a double agent, and he has to, you know, he's spying on Mother Russia, all in the name of help, you know, because he wants to help his sister, you know, he's chosen his family uh, to make, you know, his sister is ill, and she, he's getting her medical care, by helping, by helping the Americans. But he's tortured and he's drinking too much. He's later. drinking too much. He's saying things he shouldn't. He's, he's breaking down. He's hiding in the stairwell. But in doing so, he overheard a key plot point that Gorov's daughter was about to be kidnapped and held in the house for a month. So Henry can step in and save Gorov's daughter as they promised. Uh, Dimitri's torn because he does feel like the powers at play in Russia are going to invade Ukraine. His family has ties to the Ukraine. So he feels like now he is working for the good guys, sort of. But it's just a very humanizing story about, you know, how sometimes these huge decisions really come down to like the guy we talked about earlier in the news, the East German who said, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys can cross into West Germany now, no problem. And he completely changed the course of history. And I thought that was a very, there were some good scenes with Henry and the young spy. And it um, shows Henry in a very hard, you know, the hard side of Henry. Right. I mean, you know, at home, he's the affable professor, you know, the religion professor, and he always 
has you know the bon mot and you know he's got he's inspiring and, and let's face it he he looks fantastic and in the he boxers. looks fantastic. i mean holy cow like in his little shorts and I t-shirt the t-shirt out of bed. i know he's a good yeah, it's guy. all good but yeah. then we see him when he's handling dimitri he's you know he's hard on him he's hard on him he's not letting him off the hook i mean because because henry feels like he has you know world peace is like it's in the balance there, Leon. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't try to stay ahead of this with getting the right intelligence, things could happen. So, in the end of the story, in the end of the show, we have a couple of things happening that are big. Gorev, Bess's guy in Russia, gets assassinated by one of his aides. The money is transferred. The aide shoots him and takes the money. And that, I, know. That I mean, you know what they say in Russia, like. Your only friend is a dog. You know, that's it. You can you really cannot. that's what they say in Russia. Yes, that's what they always say in Russia. Get yeah. a, your only friend is a dog. They don't you don't trust anyone. You're, even the trusted aide who was di- dialing the phone numbers for him shot him right in the head. That was that was that was very shocking, Leon. It yeah. was. It was shocking. And then we see Dash, the, you know, evil hacker. He takes down the Ukrainian president's plane. Miraculously, they managed to all parachute out of this plane. I, I don't believe that story. I, I think no. there's more to that story. There's more to that story. It's a little like the Russian plane going down in the Sinai earlier yeah. that we talked about earlier, Leon. I, I, just, I, I just don't know how they survived. Yeah. And whether or not the, Ukraine, the Ukrainians are somehow in on the hacking thing. I yeah. don't know, Lynn. I don't know. There's there's some unanswered questions here. Yeah, because they were, you know, Skyping with the Ukrainian president in the field, and I thought they were going to pull back and reveal, like, that he was in Red Square or something. Yeah, there was something. <laughs> I was waiting for that. And Bess is like, oh, go get some medical attention. I'm like, medical attention? He's going to have a couple of shots of vodka, I think. He doesn't need any medical attention. So yeah, there's some, something, something was not right there. There's something iffy, iffy there about that. And, uh, and then Olga, the Gorov's daughter returns to Russia and Beth tries to make some peace with her own daughter. She gives that moving speech about just moving from crisis to crisis. So clearly, you know, we're setting up for the big, you know, Russian elections and what will happen. And this Dash is an interesting character. And in the meantime, you know, uh, Elizabeth just keeps moving forward. This uh, this week, Julie, the binder is full of blouses. Here's what we got. Um, we had both a red, a white, and a blue blouse. We had red, yes. white, and blue. Yes. <laughs> She's think- sticking with that with those are the five, you know, the colors of the flag land. Yes. yes. And uh, I have to say my favorite was the blue blouse at the end. Me too, Leah. Yeah. I thought it really um, highlighted her hair. I thought it was a very strong uh, look for her. So, yes, I like that too. And then I just want to call out the oversized blue loungewear sweater that she was wearing this week. You- that is so you, Leah. I can like. Totally. I, I we're. Can- where, where did you get, get that? that spiralizer for Christmas? I'll get, I'll look at that lounge sweater for you. How about that? Did you see the cuffs were a different color on the inside? There no, was so there bad. was a lot of style. I mean, I usually just wear large blue things, but <laughs> that actually had a lot of style. I mean, she had a lot of good loungewear working this week, but that I just needed to call that out. And she had a great hair show. Excellent hair show for Taylor Leone. So, uh, so that that's that. Julie, anything else you want to add? Anything? No, and I think you? it was a very full episode. It was there was a lot to digest, and it really does set set us up for a, you know for next week's crisis. I mean, I you know I don't know where what what's going to happen. Yeah, you know I do wish the president's character was a little bit more distinct. 
Sometimes I feel like he's sort of generic president, you know? Yeah. She had a little more happening. But other than that, I just thought I'd add that in. <laughs> okay, Lynn. Okay. I don't write the show, though, so. I mean, send them a couple of notes. Gonna, you know, they did take our note about having Jay shave his beard. So, I, you know, who knows? They could be listening. Julie, they could be listening. All right. Uh, next week, we will be back with our Madam Secretary recap. For more information about us, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com. We are making appearances in your area. If you've newly discovered us, we're out on a book tour. We're going to be in Pasadena. We're going to be in Portland. We're going to be in St. Paul. And we're going to be in Dallas. Information about that is at SatelliteSisters.com. We talk about lots of other things besides TV. But we just we really love talking about TV. So there, there you go. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Julie, have a great week. You too, Leanne. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.